Hello, and welcome to episode three of Put You On Pod. So, just to let everyone know, I'm a little bit sick today. I sound a little congested. I did not have COVID, thankfully, but I will sound a little bit stuffy, so the quality of my voice may leave something to be desired. But I had to come here, still had to, I still got to put y'all on. I mean, let's be real, like, you know, the world right now is kind of crazy, and I don't know about y'all, but for me, new music always, it's the cure-all, really. It's the, it's the cure-all for everything. I mean, shit, heartbreak, new music. You got bad day, new music. Anything. I mean, it's, it's, it's the cure-all, man. It's the cure-all. And honestly, I have more instances, but excuse me. I'm just, you know, I'm a little sick, but we're going to get through this together. And on top of that, you know, I got I got a lot of good. Um, this this is probably one of the probably the first episode where I'm really gonna try to put y'all on to something that I think is obscure or some artists that are very 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 obscure. <laughs> um, some of my favorites from, um, uh, kind of from SoundCloud, really. I mean, or SoundCloud Spinrilla, um, back when that era of music was like really popping. And for me, I think it really started with Spinrilla. Because I remember one day, God bless whoever it was in high school who was like, yo, yo, download that Spinrilla. And when I tell you, that shit put me in such, like, it took me down so many amazing rabbit holes of, like, great artists. So I found a lot of great shit through Spinrilla. And I'm sure a lot of y'all did too. RIP to that app. I mean, it's still around, but we all know it's not the same as it used to be. Like, you used to be able to get all types of, like, I mean, obviously mixtapes, but even songs that you were supposed to buy, you could just get off them shits. And there was no, like, there was no, Olymp- there was no gymnastics you had to go through either with the computer. It was just, what, this song, find it on Spinrilla, download it, you good. The only thing was you had a DJ tag sometimes that was low-key annoying. But if you're a nigga like me, like, at a certain point, the DJ tag becomes a part of the song. So it's like... Sometimes you'll hear a song like shit. I mean, I used to listen to Wu-Tang back then. So I would listen to Wu-Tang, Protect Your Neck. And it would start and it would be, DJ Funky Ninja. It's like, all right, DJ Funky Ninja is a part of this song. Like, <laughs> like it just becomes a part of the song to the point where now I, I hear certain shit on music. And I'm like, yo, where's that weird ass DJ's tag? And I'm like, oh, I'm not, this is not poverty no more. But <laughs> yeah, but. Anyway, nah, so Spinrilla, that was definitely a great way for me to find new artists back then. And then a little after that, actually, no, not after that, around the same time, it was SoundCloud. And we all know SoundCloud. We know, you know, that era, what it created, what it brought to the forefront is legendary to this day, still. But there are a lot of, like, SoundCloud artists that I feel like don't really get their due. Um, and I'm going to bring some of those people up. And I also feel like there's some artists that, have kind of been spawned from that, even though, I mean, they, they probably drop stuff on SoundCloud here and there, but we all know, no one really uses SoundCloud like that, for real, for real now, but it was back then, and it, the, but the, the base, the baseline and kind of like the sounds that it spawned is very real today still, even though people don't really use the app the same way, and they don't really get discovered from SoundCloud anymore, like, you, everyone gets discovered from, like, all the major DSPs. I mean, to be honest, the the ironic part is streaming really killed like Spinrilla and SoundCloud. If we're gonna keep it a buck, like that's really what killed those two apps. But shouts to them now though, because they putting everyone on. 
you know, not giving people paid maybe as much as they should, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> we're going to stick to the happy stuff today. So first um, thing I wanted to talk about was that uh, that legendary, that legendary, well, <laughs> I say legendary as a general term, because if you was somebody like me back then, you was like, what the fuck is these niggas on? So the somewhat legendary to, if you were academics chat, chat nigga, ass dude this was probably your like this was probably like your fucking rap city or your fucking like shit what's another old head like it was it was a shit for y'all it was a shit for y'all so like the xxl cypher in 2016 with uzi kodak black 21 savage lil yachty and my personal favorite out of all them and somebody who really did not deserve to be lumped in with them denzel curry I don't think I'm missing anyone, but if I am, you know, please don't hate me. But Denzel Curry, to me, I was so irritated back then when they was like, oh, so it's all these mumble rappers, which that mumble rap term, like, I don't know, that term never really sat right with me. It was just like, I don't think we ever had a word for like the way that these niggas was rapping. And that's really why that term came to be. Because if we're all being honest, like that shit was corny as hell. Um, But I feel like in reality... It just was because we didn't know how to quantify it. Like, most things are in music. We just don't know what to call these things, so we just create these dumb names often. But Denzel Curry, to me, never felt in that SoundCloud rap, like, box that they tried to put all these people in. I mean, I listened to Denzel well before that Cypher even came out, which is probably rare. Like, it's not rare. It was probably, un, you know, probably not for most people. Like, I was probably one of the few people who knew him before that, but I did. I mean, I knew him for... I think it was called Nostalgia something. I don't remember the name. Nostalgia 64. Nostalgic 64, I should say. Nostalgic 64. So, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that album was my introduction to Denzel Curry. And immediately, you know, I, re- I really liked his music. And his he had a very dark sound and also a very aggressive sound, which I guess in some ways kind of does line up with, like, the SoundCloud aesthetic. But his actual ability to rap at a high level, I think, is where... There's a disconnect because let's be honest, a lot of them don't necessarily rap at the highest level, but they do a lot of other things well. I mean, the, their biggest, I think the biggest, um, the biggest, I would say, strength of that SoundCloud, the SoundCloud rapper kind of prototype is their dynamic ability to make beautiful songs, even without having the lyrical content, whether it's through production, through ad libs, through flow. Like, it's, they use almost everything but, like, elite lyrical ability to make good to great songs. And to me, that is something that they didn't, they didn't get their credit for at that time. They do now. But back then, you have all these old heads, this hot 97 ass, you know, just saying, oh, can y'all, but can y'all rap a six? Like, nigga, like, it, no one cares. Like, we're, like, and I appreciate the fact that so many of them were able to move forward even through that. When people was trying to gatekeep them. And shouts to them. Because, I mean, literally everyone in that cypher, unless I'm mistaken, is still very relevant now. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Very relevant now. So, to me, it's beautiful that they were able to break through all that scrutiny. But um, I really just brought that up just to kind of of give Denzel his flowers. Because he's somebody that, um, he complains about it himself, I've noticed. But... Um, he does not get he doesn't get he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. He's always been consistent. Um, he's forever been consistent, really, and he'll continue to be consistent as long as he puts out music. 
Um, so, you know, shout out to Denzel. And you really can't go wrong with any of his projects. But I will link some specific ones in the description. So moving on to um, more modern day artists. And then I'm actually going to kind of, I'm kind of going to jump forward to current. And then I'm going to kind of go backwards, back to SoundCloud and kind of artists that I feel have really, well, they kind of, I'll get to it in a second. But basically, I'm a, we're going to go back to that in a, in a minute. But so three artists right now that I feel like if you're of that sound, if you're, if you're a fan of the Cardi sound, the Uzi sound, and just that whole aesthetic, like these are two, these are, these are three artists y'all need to check out. So I'm gonna start with Coach Eyes. And Coach Eyes, if you are on TikTok a lot, which to be honest, a lot of y'all are, he might not be that new to y'all, but he's still new to a lot of folks. Like he, to give an, to give an example of how he's still pretty slept on, like if you go on Apple Music, the Explore page, which I do, not everyone knows you can do that, but I go on the Apple Music Explore page to find new music every Friday. Last Friday, he dropped the album, was not on there. So he's still pretty new. He doesn't have that label push yet. I'm sure he's, he may be signed somewhere, but he's not signed to a major. I know that almost for certain. Otherwise, he would have the connects to be able to be on there. But he's doing a lot of legwork on his own. And he's doing, he has a really like intense following on TikTok. And I'm pretty sure he's well, he's probably well recognized on YouTube as well. But to the mainstream, he's not there yet. He will be though. He, I mean, I literally, there's no way he's not going to be with his whole aesthetic, which his aesthetic is very much, he's, he's Cardi adjacent. I don't want to compare him so much to Cardi. I know I actually just saw an interview with him where he got really agitated at that, that he was compared to Cardi. But for the sake of the audience, for the sake of, okay, I'm listening to him. What am I trying to look for? Just think he's Cardi adjacent. He's Cardi adjacent. He has, he has, he, he has, his beats are very, the beats he chooses are very infectious. You will never hear a beat this nigga's rapping on and be like, yo, like, like his producer was lacking. Like, you will never say that. And also, shout out his producer. I think his producer was his cousin. I think his name is Lucio300. I'm going to tag him in the description because on this podcast, one thing I want to stress is that producers need credits. They need credits. They need to be recognized because these niggas are just as big as the rappers now. <clears throat> That's not even up for debate to me. Like, them niggas be making songs. And they both make songs. It's not just the, it's not one or the other, but it's a joint effort. So I want to stress that, and I'm gonna link his producer and his cousin in the description. Cause shout out all these producers. All these producers need their credit. Like that is non-negotiable to me. But back to Coach Eyes himself. Very dynamic. He's very clear. Like that's the thing. Like you cannot necessarily compare him to Cardi too, cause we all know Cardi. You don't be know what he's saying sometimes. You do know some things, but you can piece things. You, it's just. It's hard to piece some of them shit together, let's be honest. It's still fire, but you don't know. Coach Eyes speaks clear as, clear as day, has all the dynamic little voices, all that shit. But you you know what he's saying, like as you're as you're hearing him rap. And he has that same dynamic ability of voice changing. And again, man, like his beats, like I'm literally like, it's like a euphoric state whenever you hear this nigga's songs. And I'm dead ass. Like, this nigga dropped so many singles leading up to this album. Not one miss. Like, I'm not even joking. It's been, it was a lot of singles. It wasn't even just, like, two, three. Like, it's been singles dating back to maybe 2019, if I'm being completely real. And that nigga has not missed once. 
at all. And a lot of his songs, um, Redhead, to name one, Hatchback, that's probably the most known one. That's the one that, you know, um, I forgot how it goes. But, like, if y'all on TikTok, y'all know what I'm talking about. So, Redhead, Hatchback, and there's another one. I know there's another one. I can't think of it right now. But, so, a lot of his singles recently have really gone up and have really just started to bubble. Um, But his last album that he just dropped, Benbo Crescent, fire like fire and I, i'm actually haven't even been able to listen to like it as much as i even want to because there's been so much dropping lately but um 10 out of 10 and i'm just saying like i rec like and it's i'm only saying 10 out of 10 because he has a type of music that is very easy to just listen to casually and i've already known a lot of his music to grow on me so i it's not it's not gonna be no different with this project it's just not and i, and I know it's not because i think even more so than people he's compared to I feel like he has this innate ability to make songs that just are hard to to dislike <laughs> in any sense, and I'm just that's just what it is. Like I have not one bad thing to say about him at all. Um, which honestly, that's what this podcast is about anyway. But even if I was, if, if, even if this was a, a critical podcast, I would have nothing bad to say about this artist. If you like that type of music, go check him out right now. You will not be like, it's yeah, do it. <laughs> So the next artist I want to talk about, um, he is a DMV native. Well, not native anymore. I don't know. But he's from the DMV, which actually shocked me. And the best way I would kind of describe him is if... <laughs> this sounds wild. But if Cardi and Uzi like had an offspring, that's the least weird way I can say that. It's this nigga. And that's Ty Fontaine. And also, shout out my boy Cam. Um, I had a podcast with him, my friend Ray, my friend Alex, the Blueface Clan Club. And we had we had to talk about like up-and-coming artists. And this nigga Cam had the foresight to bring up Ty Fontaine. And it, honest, I'm not going to hold you. When, I, when he brought him up, I was like, that's interesting. I don't know if I agree, but it's interesting. And I don't even know what made me. It might have been that that just kind of stuck in my head. But I eventually chucked out more of Ty Fontaine's music. And that nigga's been in rotation OD. I made a DMV playlist recently. And <laughs> also, I don't know if I... I mentioned in the first episode, but, you know, not everyone's going to check out the first episode. I'm from the DMV, so that's why I'm also stressing DMV. Because as much as I have a love-hate relationship with the place right now, um, <laughs> I will always, like, rep that shit. Because at the end of the day, that was my home. That's where I grew up. And I support anyone from there musically because that shit is just so much talent but anyway ty fontaine um he has he 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 blends those styles of kind of cardi's voices and uzi's aesthetic and also yeah also his voices as well like those type of things he doesn't sound exactly it's not like a cardboard cutout either though like you don't listen to music oh this nigga's just like copying off them like no it's not that like he has his own distinct style he also has a good, I think he has a good ability. I also, I should have mentioned about Coach Eyes, but I think he has a good ability to, or potential, I should say, to possibly cross over. Um, not to pop per se, but like a poppy sound that will probably lend itself well to, to TikTok. And let's all be, I mean, I'm going to be completely real. Like TikTok is not my favorite sound when it comes to music. Like when I say TikTok rapper, sometimes, depending on the artist, I am saying it kind of disparagingly, but in the case of Ty Fontaine, and actually the third artist I'm going to mention as well, and Coach Eyes, because they're all kind of TikTok 
adjacent um, type rappers as well. I'm not saying it as a, as a disparaging thing because it works for them. Because the, mu- this, the music itself sounds great. It goes on the whip. It still sounds hard. But it can also apply to that audience, which I think will just lend to their long-term benefit. Because TikTok is just like... I don't love all the content on TikTok, but the algorithm is amazing. And it does wonders for you if you're a creator and if you're someone who's trying to get your content out there. That's just a fact. That That's not even up for debate. Um, so with Ty Fontaine, it's been no different. Um, I actually don't know of any songs of his that are bubbling on there, but I'm sure that won't change. That will, that will, I'm sure that will change soon. Um, I definitely recommend his last project. I'm actually, I need to figure out what the name of it is. I do not remember... Because honestly, I listen to more, I don't listen to him, I haven't listened to him more so album-wise rather than um, just kind of song to song. So his his album, We Ain't the Same, though, I'll say. I checked out most of it. Um, I recommend it. I, I definitely do. Especially so, Sticky is the first one I would check out if I was anyone. Like, Sticky to me, that one is just, it, it perfectly shows his ability to kind of mold, kind of, his vo- his voice is very interesting. The way he uses it, it it's it's truly it sounds like such a cliche at this point, but he he truly uses it as an int- instrument. Like it's it's really amazing to hear, and I find myself like trying to sing in that inflection when I'm you know just singing his songs out loud. So sticky, delectable is also a funny one. Um, just <laughs> the hook to me is so funny, and yeah, we all hear it. Like I don't know, I just fuck with it. Um, and then he has a song also called Mixed Emotions with Coyle Ray, which I know a lot of people, some people either, people either love Coyle Ray or hate her. I personally like her for what she is. I like that song a lot. It, it, it is a little bit poppy, but I personally really like it, but that's just me. Also, he has a lot of good songs off his project 1800. Um, low key, actually, I, some songs that I also recommend off there are Stay Down, Gucci Girl, Nat Nat. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Um. He has a lot of good songs, to be honest. And I think he's actually about to drop a project himself. He dropped a track list recently, so that should be coming. So if you do like what you hear, just know more is coming. Now, bouncing off him, another artist has associated... And the funny thing is, all these guys, minus... Um, so the last guy I'm about to mention is Sofego, who also has a song with Ty Fontaine called Run It Up. Another great song. And that, that, that beat is crazy, too. Um, so... All these guys are relatively closely associated, minus I don't know about Fago and um and Coach Eyes. I've never seen them like interact before. But I know Ty Fontaine and Coach Eyes actually have a few songs on it on like the most recent Internet Money project. So I definitely hope to hear from them. Hope them hope to hear them collapse soon because I think they would sound great together for obvious reasons. And so Fago and Ty Fontaine now it seems have collabed, so hopefully I'd love to hear all of them on a song, but again, I'm going to start to, so, Sofego is, to me, like, he's similar to to them um, in a lot of things I've said. I don't really have a comparison for him. I mean, I do think that all of them have kind of spawned somewhat, have kind of, they've all kind of grabbed Cardi's influence in some way. They've, they all do very different things with it, though. Very different things. And some of it bleeds into their personal style, like, when you see the, their social media um, others music because I feel like um Sofego's actual like persona and like his um not persona I should say but like his his aesthetic like physically and like in his um music and in his some of his music videos um is kind of close to Cardi 
Now, the way the music actually sounds, I don't think sounds like Cardi, really at all. Um, and it does lend it, his beat do kind of lend itself to TikTok, but not as bubblegum as I would say TikTok can get. Um, but he also just has really, I mean, all one thing that's just universal with these three is that they have top tier beat selection. And I feel like they're able to use their voices to do so many interesting things. And now with Fago, though, I'll say his auto-tune is different. I don't know what effect he used on his auto-tune. I'm not a tech guy even in that sense. But he, the way he uses his auto-tune is very different than I've heard any rapper use it. Um, again, I don't know what it is. It could, be, it could be the most basic thing for all I know. I don't know. But whatever he's doing with it, it, it works. <laughs> it works. Um, and he has... A ton of music out like to the point where it was almost overwhelming to find like songs from him because he just had so many songs um but you know everything every song i heard from him is good every song and his most well-known song is knock knock which i think a lot of people have heard that one i think is actually bubbling on tiktok um he just dropped a project called after me i think it was like an ep very solid um a few good songs off that are every day off the map and my personal favorite, Hang With The Goats. Hang With The Goats is crazy. And I just love, I love that name. Like, it was one of those songs, you just see the name, you're like, yeah, that, that's a hard-ass song. I just know it. And it was. It, it was. Um, so, yeah, all th- three of them niggas, like, they got a future. I can see it. I mean, especially the groundwork that folks like Cardi and Uzi have laid out. They for sure have a future in the game. And if you like that type of music, and that's, you know, a... A bag you get into from time to time, they're definitely niggas that will fill that role nicely. Because let's be real, like niggas like Uzi and Cardi, sometimes we don't know when they're gonna drop. Um, especially you know with all the stuff they get themselves into outside of rap, we don't know. So in the meantime, we got these three niggas to hold it down. So um, those are really my, I guess they're my first three real like obscure folks. I'm really trying to put y'all onto, but yeah, I hope, I hope y'all enjoy. So, the last thing I wanted to mention, and I'm actually not going to spend as much time as I initially wanted to because I'm already at 20 minutes, but, so there are two groups that I really wanted to bring up right now um, from kind of my previous SoundCloud days of um, getting into music. Divine Council and Overdose. So Divine Council and Overdose, to me, are two of the most, like, I don't want to say, I mean, honestly, I'm going to say it. They were so ahead of their time in what they were doing. Um, and Divine Council was very, their beats were just so spacey and just very, like, dark. And the way their voices were over those, over that production, which was, I'm going to mention, Icy Twat. So Icy Twat. If y'all don't know, producer from Chicago, um, his beats are just some of the coldest. And when I say cold, I mean it literally sounds cold. Like, it just, like, that's the type of vibe you get. Like, everything just feels icy as shit. Like, that's, well, <laughs> icy twat. There you go. So, like, um, that production, I mean, the, the members in the group, like, one of my personal favorites, or my favorite in the group, I should say, Silk Money. Silk Money, I still listen to to this day. He has a lot of good music out, like a lot of good music. And he, he does features from time to time. I strongly recommend him. Um, now, his whole sound kind of has changed lately. Like his, he's more so doing like lo-fi rap because 
one thing I hadn't mentioned yet is the group eventually broke up, um, I think. I'm not sure. I don't know why. I don't remember remember what year, but they had a good run. Um, it was very short, but they had a good run. Um, and I'm going to link in the description some good um, songs and albums from them. But just to start with Silk Money, at least, December. Well, actually, it's listed under Divine Council, but December, and it's Silk Money and Andre 3000, which I feel like this is one of the one of the few Andre 3000 collaborations people don't know about because they don't know about Divine Council like that. And it's almost crazy that there's even a collaboration with these two, <laughs> if, if I'm being completely honest, especially considering that after this collaboration, everyone thought, okay, these niggas about to go up now, and they didn't, only because of, you know, politics within the group. Um, which is unfortunate, but, you know, it's still on here. We can still give them their flowers now. And believe me, like, this nigga raps at a very high level. And he has a very different rap voice, too. Um, and that song is just one of my favorites. Like, of all time, if I'm being honest. It's my favorite songs of all time. Like, I heard it. It's, it dropped back in 2016. It's never fallen completely out of rotation for me. And, yeah, so definitely check out Divine Council. There are other two members, Cyrax. And Lord Linko, who I think goes by a different name now, um, also very solid in the group. And, you know, again, you'll, you'll see that once um, you check out certain projects from them. And I will link a lot because <laughs> it's honestly tricky with them because of the way they've had to release music in past years. But the other artist, the other group I was talking about earlier was Overdose. And Overdose, I don't actually know what's going on with them, what their status is as a group. They drop, it seems, once in the blue moon, and kind of like with Divine Council, it's kind of confusing to figure out where to listen to their music, especially their best music, because they have one album on SoundCloud that's actually probably my favorite. <laughs> they have one album on Spinrilla that has a few that has several good songs on it, and they have one album on Apple Music, and that album is also very solid. Um, I would definitely recommend that one. It's called, I think, 2009, and... You can't go wrong with really any song, but like the, I'm trying to think of a, a good entry song for Overdose. If I were to really choose, I guess Last Kiss, and that that had his, that was, um, if I'm not mistaken, was produced by Pharrell. Um, and had a very, very, very infectious uh, <laughs> beats and hook. And also uh, Rich White Friends. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Rich White Friends and also Backstage with uh, Miguel. Their sound, and they're also based, I should say, out of, um, out of, out of Los Angeles. Divine Council was based also in the DMV, actually, but in Roanoke. And if you're from the DMV, you know that like a lot of folks don't really claim Virginia. I'm not going to say I don't. I'm just saying that's what folks say. But anyway, that's where they're from. Overdose is from California, and they have a really, you know, they have a really LA-infused sound, but it's not like, you don't just hear it and you're like, okay, this is from California. Like, these niggas just do a whole bunch of different shit um, within those songs, and it's, it's different members. It's, I think, three members who do vocals, um, if I'm not mistaken. One member who's kind of just, he kind of just love, like, ad-libs and jokes, and then they also have, like, a producer team called THC that does a lot of their beats. That's amazing, I should say, because they just, they be lacing them. Now, again, I don't know what's been going on with them lately. They don't drop like that, but amazing group. Um, my favorite member out the group um, is Kent Jams. Um, Kent Jams still kind of drops 
kind of and does features from time to time. He has a very, he's kind of like a hookmaster is the best way I would describe him. Um, he's very good at like just adding to like songs because he has a very interesting voice. I don't even know how to describe his voice. It's very like, it's, you can't really describe it because it's so like off kilter, but in the best way possible. So I definitely recommend um, checking out his music. He has a project with another one of my favorite kind of more obscure artists, Buddy, called The Jank Tape, Volume 1. Definitely recommend that. I'm going to link that as well. Um, and I'm actually going to talk about Buddy in a later episode because Buddy has been one of my favorites for years, um, especially on that like obscure kind of level because a lot of folks don't really don't know about him like that. But other members in the group include June, um, I think P, and Cream. Cream is the one who does like the jokey stuff, like the joke ad lib and stuff. June, he has like a very, he has a very interesting aesthetic. Like if you see, if you see dude, but like, he, you know, he raps, he raps really well. Um, I don't, I don't actually have anything distinct to say about like June and like NP, but like they just rap really well and it all flows together. Like they're like a band really. And then again, the production team also kind of brings it all together, which, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stress this. Producers need credits. I don't know why on Spinrilla they give them credits and app music they don't, but they need them because these niggas is putting in work. I'm sorry, I just gotta stress it. But anyway, that was kind of my overall assessment um, for both these groups and kind of like I am gonna I'm not gonna lie, I, I am very sad that I don't hear so much from them because when I heard them, I'm like, yo, these niggas is gonna be in the game for years. I'm gonna have, you know, because I had like I've had so many favorite artists throughout the years especially back in that time where I was where I feel like I was discovering so much and it's crazy to think that you like you always expect certain people to make it past a certain point and then sometimes they just don't and the sad reality is a lot of the times it is groups groups have a hard time flourishing for whatever reason well the main reason being that you know we're all human and it's hard sometimes to always get everyone you know like on a one universal front to even release something as beautiful as music. And that's fine at the end of the day. Because really, they gave us all this. It's still on wax. It may not be on Apple Music, but it's somewhere to still consume for all of us. So that's the way I'm going to try to look at it. And I hope that, you know, y'all found something out of this. Because I gave y'all a lot this time, more so than before, <laughs> the per first two episodes. So I hope this time I gave y'all a lot to really consume. Because I think... Literally, you would not go wrong with any of these folks. And they're all, literally, everyone I named to you, with the exception of those first three, because they both kind of cover the same turf, like, everyone else kind of gives you a different vibe. Because Divine Council is definitely, like, some grimy, like, raining, like, like you just kind of, like, low-key sulking, but you also want some, like, trap shit. Like, they're perfect for that. Whereas Overdose is good for, like, yo, like... Yo, what's the moves? Like, yo, where the like where the biddies at? Like, what's what's what we doing tonight? Type shit. Although I know those days are somewhat behind us. <laughs> but they won't be forever. So yeah, I hope y'all enjoy that. This has uh been episode three of Put You on Pod. And you know, when that new when that new new come on, tell them Tondo put you on. <laughs>